This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Good morning again, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Man, what a good crew. My goodness. We, we got, we've been seeing for the last month, we've been seeing numbers go up. I'm so glad you guys are coming out and getting back to church. And I've heard a few of you say, well, you know what? Me and my husband both kept going to work, and our kids are back in school now, and how in the world do we not go to church? So I, I appreciate you guys coming back and getting involved, and, and I obviously love you guys too. Those of you who are watching online, uh, man, I, thank you so much for, for taking the time, gathering your family together, joining together with us um, as, we, as we worship the Lord together corporately. So uh, we are excited. It is a uh, special Sunday. This is, our, I think, our third year now that, uh, that we have done Outreach Sunday, and we, we felt it was important. Guys, these six ministries we have actually supported for a long time, um, but... Uh, but they were realized about three years ago, they were rarely recognized. Most of you didn't know anything about them. And so, you know, I was like, you know what? We need to get a little bit more involved. We need to bring them in. We need to allow them to, to, to speak and to share. And so that's what this became about when we started this three years ago. We want you guys to know that, uh, you know, like I, I was telling Pastor Charles here just a while ago, you know, these folks are ministering to people that we can't necessarily minister to, that we can't reach. But we can invest through prayer. We can invest through our finances. We can invest into them as they are doing the work that God has called them to do. And God does credit it to you. He does honor you for being a part of that. And so we just wanted to take this day and we want to talk for a few minutes. We want to take, um, we've we, we got about an hour. See if, we can, see if we can do this, if we can cover it all. Uh, but we want to highlight these six ministries. Let me say, like I said, we've supported these six ministries for a long time. And, um, and we... We know the leadership of all these ministries personally, and, uh, and we trust them. We know the vision that God has placed within their hearts. We believe in what they're doing. We are seeing the results. Uh, we wouldn't invest in something we didn't believe in. And so, uh, so we believe that with each of these six ministries, we are planting our seed in good ground. And thousands and thousands of lives are being touched and changed, coming to Christ. Their lives are being transformed and turned upside down, and, and they're, they're putting the old life behind, and they are going full force forward in the kingdom. So guys, um, it, it's, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be really good. So. All right, so many of you guys, who knows what the Great Commission is? Somebody say it. Send somebody else into all the world. <laughs> Go into all the oh. world and what? Preach the gospel, right? And yep. that is something that all of these ministries, that is their foundation, is yep. to make Jesus known. Now, it might right. look different depending on who they're ministering to, but that is the heart of every single one of these ministries. And so, um, guys, here at Harvest, we kind of break it down into three areas of um, the way we support. And so the first one are global ministries that we um, support. And many of you guys, we just talked about um, Dr. Leon, um, but he is um, oversees global ministries in relief. And kind of his mission statement is reaching the lost, equipping the saints, and building the church. And um, really his heart, and you'll hear this through his um, video, and you'll hear it next week when you come, but is really to establish Bible schools and trainings. Um, he, has, he calls it a one million student strategy. And so he has a strategy worldwide. You'll hear him mention some of the different countries and places he's going. But guys, we've known, Rob and I've known him for over 20 years. I was thinking on the way to church tomorrow. I think it was like 1998, I think. So 22 years. We met him in Illinois. He was, he was doing these revival meetings, and we went and, and met him. And that very first Sunday, we were living in Illinois. Dad was down here, had just taken Church of the Harvest. And I called and said, you need to hear this guy. 
He's really something. Uh, man, the depth of the word. And, and so that was the beginning of a, uh, of a relationship um, that, you know, has been fostered. And, and obviously now he is part of our apostolic covering, like, uh, like Shauna said. So before we watch this video, um, just in case you didn't know, we actually have one of his ministry schools here at Harvest. Which was the um, first... Yeah, Michael's excited. Actually, we, we had his very first ministry school ever. We were pushing him to get workbooks done, and here we are 20-plus years um, later. And so let me tell you, if that's something that interests you, you can reach out to Barbara Nallen. She's up here on the front row. Um, they're actually starting a new course this week, and so um, I'm sure they would be open to new participants um, and students for that. The thing but, um, I've always found interesting about Dr. Leon is uh, many of you who know Dr. Leon know that he is, uh, he is um, from, actually he was born in Zimbabwe. He's, he's really from South Africa. Had a church for years in South Africa. He pastored and, and all these kind of things. And the Lord led him to become a missionary to the United States. Mm-hmm. For real. Now, as Americans, we, we think about American missionaries going to Africa. We don't think about Africa sending missionaries to the U.S. Guess what? It's greatly needed, as we see today. And so, uh, so he is, uh, he is, his goal is to make world changers. That is what the Lord has told him to do. So, um, ready for right, the video? Let's watch this video. Church of the Harvest, Olive Branch, I want to thank you for your generosity. Here we go. Church of the Harvest, Olive Branch, I want to thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness, Pastor Rob and Pastor Shauna, and of course my dear friends, Pastor Bob and Ellen, all the leaders and the members, your generosity, your kindness, and your faithfulness in seeding global ministries and relief is so much appreciated. Thank you. May God bless that and multiply it to your account and cause you to prosper in all that you do. Let me give you a brief update. This year, of course, has been quite a different year. Uh, much of my travel has been restricted. I've done a few meetings. January and February I was fully booked and then came the close down and recently I've done about five trips and I'm looking forward to being with you in a few days, 13th and 14th of September, Sunday morning, Sunday night and of course Monday night. The theme is going to be Reset and I think it's going to be a very powerful series of messages that will inspire you. I've just got back from a few churches and wherever I've preached the word has gone forth with power. People have come hungry. I've been quite amazed at the attendance. People are hungry to get back to the things of God, back to church. And I'm hoping that you will do that as well. Now, to what we've accomplished this year. Um, Portuguese, we've graduated our first school in Brazil. Uh, missions training base. And we've already got our second intake going there. We've also graduated our first Spanish school in Mexico. I flew over there in February, graduated 45 students, and this week we just enrolled another 55 students, started on Saturday with Bible training and orientation, and they'll be in a two-year program in that church there, and just a great work taking place in Mexico. Translations in Hindi, Marathi and Telugu is advancing just about done on those three major Indian languages and that's really going to help us reach and train pastors in a very persecuted and oppressed nation. Right now the church is having a torrid time in India. 
but the saints are strong, they're focused, they want to be trained, the pastors are hungry, and we have a full-time team living there, working with them, and launching schools almost on a daily basis. Africa, we've just, uh, grad, uh, just launched our first uh, schools in Liberia with an apostolic ministry training pastors, and then they in turn will launch schools of ministry in the local churches that they are with. We have graduated students in Zambia, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Togo, uh, Congo, Mozambique, Angola, uh, of course in Central America, South America, Europe, UK, and the Caribbean, Canada, and the United States as well. So a little bit of an uh, update on our 1 million student strategy. Not just a million students, we're going to raise up a million world changes now in nine languages, moving forward and thank God for the many testimonies that are coming out of people that are making a difference as a result of being discipled, taught and trained. Your giving makes this possible and thank you for seeding Global Ministries in Relief. And again, I'm looking forward to being with you in just a few days. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. So guys, uh, yeah, Global Ministries and Relief is doing amazing work around the world. And, and, uh, and, and we are excited to have Dr. Leon in next week. And he'll be flying in and, and like I said, spending Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night with us. And so uh, anyway, looking, yeah, looking forward to that. And what a, what, what a great report. Looking forward to hearing more uh, next weekend. So. So the next ministry we want to highlight is Overland Missions. And um, we actually made this connection through Dr. Leon. So um, you'll see a video in a moment from Phil and Sharon that Phil um, was actually in Leon's youth group way back when. And um, in Overland Missions, we've actually had an opportunity over the years to go on a couple of um, their missions trips. Uh, Rob went to one in Brazil. And Wendy did um, too. And Wendy went um, mm -hmm. to that one. Um, some of us went into Africa. Um, and so great ministry. Um, something about them, their goal is mobilizing people um, to remote locations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so their challenge, their goal is to go places where nobody else wants to go. So when they're over in Africa, guys, they're driving in the bush, you know, like days to get to a tribe of maybe 10 to 50 people. And so, um, and then they don't just go, they try to train and equip pastors and teachers um, to be there to minister to them. And so um, one thing, I, he may mention this in the video, I'm not sure, um, but every year they do two trainings, it's called AMT, and what that is is basically um, advanced, advanced, missions advanced, training. advanced missions training. And that's individuals that are like, you know what, I might want to do this for my life, or I want to do this for a short term. And um, this was exciting to me, because in the middle of COVID going on, Generally, they have 15 students a semester. They just started last week with 53 students. Is that not awesome? So there are 53 students on the base um, being trained to go out to remote locations to share the gospel. And when she says on the base, their base is in Zambia, Africa. It's on the Zambezi River. You can look across and see Zimbabwe on the other side. And uh, it's right on the border of Botswana and Uganda. It's an it's a amazing location. Uh, but she was talking about their AMT class. And these are generally young people who uh, feel a call to world missions. They want to go and they want to dedicate their life um, to shed it, sp spreading the gospel, uh, you know, to remote areas of the world. And, and, uh, and 
it's amazing because, I, I, you know, when we were there and we met the AMT class when we were there last time, uh, it was just amazing because they, the things you have to learn out in the middle of, of nowhere Africa. Uh, so these AMT students, on, uh, they're getting lots of word. Leon, Dr. Leon usually travels out and he ministers one week during their training as well. But they have to learn automotive repair. Because what if you're out in the middle of nowhere in, in the outback of Africa and your vehicle breaks down? They have to learn how to find food. They have to know what they can eat and what they can't eat if they're stranded out somewhere. And part of one of their tests is they have to slaughter a chicken and prepare it for the class. They don't go to the market and get it. <laughs> I, they, they are learning the hardcore stuff to be able to survive to reach people for Jesus. So, I mean, this is these Overland Missions goes where nobody else will go. And, uh, man, they don't, they don't turn anything down. They go into war-torn areas that everybody else is afraid to go to. They go and spread the gospel of Jesus. So, so this video, we actually, um, we actually hadn't talked to Phil and Sharon just a little while, and I'd been, I'd been texting Phil over in Zambia. And so we set it up so we did, a, uh, we did a Zoom call last week. And we ended up talking for an hour, um, uh, me and Sean and Phil and Sharon. They're sitting out on their little front porch of their little thatch-roofed building out there in, in uh, Zambia. And... Um, uh, we, we cut it down, I think, to a 17-minute video, and, and I cut it down further to about nine minutes. Uh, if, if you want to see the rest, I'll post it on the Facebook page, and you can look at it later. But uh, if you have anything else, yeah, let's, let's so we'll go this. ahead and, and uh, watch, this, watch this video. All right. Well, guys, um, we want to welcome our good friends, old friends, Phil and Sharon Smithers. They are coming to us from... Uh, from the base of Overland Missions in uh, in Zambia, right on the right on the Zambezi River. Which rapid? Which rapid is it? Fourteen. 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 Yes. Fourteen. Fourteen. I forget the rapid number. Uh, yeah, we boy, we loved our time there. It is so beautiful, and uh, glad you guys are back there. And and so uh, we just want to touch base with you guys and see what is going on with Overland Missions, what God is doing. Uh, where uh, we know that you guys, as we've told our congregation many times, are, are going to the places where nobody else is going and reaching people that nobody else is reaching. And that's why we are so excited about uh, supporting you guys uh, monthly and because we believe in the ministry that, that Overland is doing and the, the vision that God has given you guys uh, for souls and uh, all over the world. Yeah. So, so tell us a little bit about a real, you know, obviously a little bit about, you know, um, what Overland is doing and how things are going this year. Yeah. Um, Pastor Rob, Rob and Sean, it's so good to see you and we love you. I mean, I think if I had to look back at the records, you're probably the, the, the longest standing financial partner of Overland Missions, without a doubt. Um, it's been many years and that to me is more than anything. You know, relationships over time, they just can't be bought. They can't be sold. They're very valuable to us, you know. Uh, so we're, we're currently in Zambia. Yay! Sharon and I. We're in Zambia. It took yes. us a while to get here, but we got We got here. stuck in the U.S. in the, yeah. COVID, in the COVID lockdowns. Quarantine and, in our house. The whole thing. But I'll tell you, um, we, we, uh, the, the general temperature on the ground internationally, as you know, we like in many countries of the world, we're from Brazil all the way across to, Asia, to, to North Africa and the Middle East and, and Southeast Asia and, and islands around the world, but um, we only had one country in the world that we pulled people out of uh, during COVID. We gave the opportunity to all our people to come home to the US as the consulates arranged uh, repatriation flights, of which all of our people uh, reneged, feeling that their assignments were more valuable in their locations and uh, just the bravery 
Because remember, in those times of the early days of COVID, we didn't know what COVID was. You know, everyone was like, yeah. there's, a, there's a dragon coming, you know. Yeah. And we were like, what do we do? You know, but the faith of our people actually exceeded the, 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 the media drama that was playing out at the time. And so the only country we pulled people out of it was Congo. And it was because at that time, Congo was going through an Ebola pandemic or epidemic at the time, a measles, measles epidemic, a cholera epidemic, and then they came with COVID. So we just had like four, four at one time. Okay, let's pull them out because we, didn't, we weren't confident in how Congo was going to deal with it. And literally, DRC Congo went into martial law, and they're still in martial law. We're talking sandbags, sandbags, bunkers on street corners in Congo right now. So we made a good decision of that and we're just now sending our teams back into Congo right now as we speak right. so um, so in general we, we did uh, we kept our people in, in the field um, and um, we haven't had any negative ramifications of that um, I want to say that all of our missionaries pretty much experienced what the rest of the world has experienced so some of our missionaries were in lockdown in their apartments for three months wow. um, where they just couldn't come out um, and now have slowly been released. And when we went into lockdown in America, because we, like Philip said, we didn't know what was going to happen around the world. So all of our missionaries, ministries, we were, you know, telling everybody, hey, observe what's going on and let's pull back and let's just wait this thing out for a little bit. Um, and then slowly, as things were starting to get released and we saw how COVID was de developing within the nations, um, then the ministry started regaining grounding again. So to say that it has not affected is, would, would be inaccurate. It, it hasn't uh, produced any lack. If anything, if anything, it has increased oh, our, totally. our output on the ground for sure. You know? no, listen, when, 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 when people introduced the new, the new verbiage to us, which we rejected, verbiage like the new normal, you know, I mean, it's like, that's our language. We use that for the new creation. You know, they're not right. allowed to take our words yeah. and put it to a pandemic. You know, we have a new normal in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And so I didn't, I wasn't appreciate them snatching up our verbiage <laughs> and using it for a pandemic, new normals and all these different things. I just said, okay, uh, because they use the word new normal as a negative. This will be a negative. You'll be wearing a mask. You'll be limited in, in, your, in your travel. And airlines are going to be scrutinizing, blah, blah, blah. I just said to my team, we are going to double everything. We, if they want to use our verbiage, we're going to double everything. Well, AMT tripled. You know, our advanced missions training, which usually this time of year has 15 students, has 53 students. So it's the largest ever in our history. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for them all. Oh, well, we are packing well, it out. It is hundreds. Listen, oh, what's it's going to be this? a tight one for sure. We have the largest gathering of expats in the country of Zambia in one spot right now. We know that, and it could be in Central Africa. Wow. Because we, because we know this by the airlines, we're the only people flying in into Addis Ababa and coming into Southern Africa. Wow. Um, and so we've been flying in people in by the by the groups. Another group of twenty arrives in today from the U.S. Right. You know, so it's a lot of people. Immigration are visiting us all the time. Worried about the numbers, but uh, but we we decided we were gonna, we're going to have a year. We're not going to look back at 2020 and think it's going to be a bad year. So, for example, Rob, you remember the bad road from city from the city to our base? How bad it was! Like the worst road in Africa yeah. is, is the 20 k's from the base to our, our thing. Yeah, we we this year we just said okay, no ways. 
We're contracting, we're contracting graders and gravel trucks. It's costing us thousands and thousands of dollars, but we're going to do the road. It's going to be something we look at 2020. We say 2020, we did the road. Wow. 2020, we, 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 we exceeded in the most sense. missionaries. 2020, we, we came outside of our lanes. Um, I'm still believing for a good three or four long-term lifetime missionaries out of your yeah. church and youth group yeah. that eventually, eventually will find a career in missions through us in the nations. And that'll be, that'll be a big long game win for me. Yeah. Hey man, I'm, I'm hundred percent with that. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> well, guys, we appreciate you. And uh, so uh, glad to hear the update and man, sounds like you guys are just walking in God's favor. <laughs> no doubt the ministry is being effective. You're, reaching places that have never been reached and um some of our church may not even know kind of what y'all's motto or tagline is and is it is it the same that it was a few years ago yes still the same. anytime right and yeah. i think that's the perfect example of um a scene that you guys are going out and changing lives and what i love about it is it's not a come and go something that one reason why rob and i really love supporting y'all's ministry in our church is that it's not a come and go it's that you're really putting people there for Long a lifetime term. yeah to be in a community and walk with people. And as pastors, you know, that's our desire here at Harvest is to walk alongside and not a coming and going, but through the good, bad, ugly, highs, lows, um, the whole bit. Yeah, going in and going in and doing a three hour crusade is easy. <laughs> it's a whole other whole matter when you're when you're dedicating your life. Yeah, when you're having your babies in a foreign field and your mom's not there, you know? Right. Uh, Yep. I, I remember a certain daughter you guys have when she was nothing more than a bump on the Amazon River years ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that bump is now 18 years old yeah. and just had her prom party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And actually, she's also doing so our our missions training course this year. AMT. Oh, awesome. She's just joining that course this year. Yeah, well, so. they've they both grown up. It's been a pleasure to be able to to see your updates on on Facebook and and such every few days and and. Uh, and we may not be able to talk often, but at least we're able to uh, to uh, stay in the loop of of, uh, of what's going on, and even even personally in your family and with your children and everything else. So, uh, but uh, guys, we, we love y'all. Thank you so much. It's an honor, and privilege to, uh, to to support you guys and uh, and to be a part of uh, what Overland is doing in the earth today, and and what what God is doing through Overland. And, and uh, we're looking forward to to some uh, some more great testimonies. Of, uh, Amen. Of, yeah, we love uh, you guys too, deep, very deeply. All right, you guys take care. Thank you so much for your time. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> all right. So those are the two ministries that we support that we say global. They're like all over the world. Um, and we've got two ministries um, that are outside the local area. We call this kind of our national areas mm -hmm. that we support. And um, one of those is Outpost of Freedom. That's Rick Bennett Ministries. Um, a lot of you guys know he's been in here a few times. He's led worship. He's ministered. Um, last year, our youth went and did a mission trip um, with them. And so their vision is connecting cultures connecting hearts and connecting hands. And so they have a desire to really minister to the Apache and the Navajo nations here in the States. And so um, they've got a um, report that they'd like to share with us. Yeah, we'll go ahead and show that video. As soon as it's ready. Hello, Church of the Harvest family. We just thank you so much and appreciate all of your prayers and support 
over this past year and the years uh, leading up to this year, but we just, uh, we're really excited about the future. I know there's a lot been going on as we all have been going through some difficulties of this uh, weird, strange 2020. I just keep hearing my spirit, the Lord just saying to understand that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is gonna be revealed. And we're believing that at this time, we're, it's time for us to press in mm -hmm. and endure to see the harvest uh, of the Lord come in and to reach all nations. And that's our heart and determination is we know that even greater opportunities to reach the Navajo and Apache people are opening up to us in this coming year like never before. So again, thank you so much for your support and your prayers. And we're, we're keeping on keeping on. And uh, we really are grateful that you guys have been standing by us for so many years, yes. sending us teams, just regular support, um, special gifts that you've given us to make um, big, important projects happen. And so we just want to take this time to say thank you. Thank we you. also want to give you a little update on what's been going on in the last year. There's been so much we can't possibly cover it now, but we do want to ask you to um, just continue to pray for us, for the Lord to guide us, and celebrate with us as we uh, share some of these slides yes. coming up. Yes. Thank you so much. We Thank love you. you guys. Love you. Well, since we talked to you last fall, uh, we saw Amanda graduate college, and Rick got to go down for the keel ceremony for the naming of the Navy rescue ships back in November. We've had just uh, we had an amazing itinerant ministry in January and February, and we just are really, really grateful. Leading up to 2020, just some really big things happened, and we were so excited. And then 2020 hit. We were praying, asking the Lord to give us vision, clarity for this year. Uh, we can honestly say our eyes have been wide open, and we've probably seen more than we wanted to. You know, what really came to mind at, at the beginning of all this, when things began to be canceled and our summer outreaches canceled, and uh, some of the other things that we were ordinarily do on the reservation is we were not able to go on to either one of the reservations was that last summer when we were in White Post, Pastor Shauna gave us a word that things were going to look differently this year, that the ministry would go forward and we would go forward in strength, but that it was going to look different. So we had to do some different things. And some of those different things were as the money, that the funding for the summer outreaches, um, you know, was not coming in or what was set aside for it. Uh, was just basically used for things that needed to be done at the time. Uh, we began to get in funding for COVID-19 relief. We began to get in money for benevolence, being able to take care of people in a really critical time. And so thank you, many of you from Church of the Harvest and have just uh, kept up with us for a long time. And you were praying us through those months. All, ever since April, we've been able to send support to the pastors and gift cards and, and, and cash and just whatever they needed as far as supplies. So thank you for that. Another big thing that changed was that the children's program, since the churches were not able to meet, our children's program moved from being sent out to 17 or 18 teachers to being sent out into homes. Something we had had a heart's desire for a long time to see was being able to have Bible study and worship curriculum for families in their homes, and that happened. So that was truly amazing. Also, we saw a lot of the native pastors uh, began to uh, use their cell phones to communicate with their people. They were stepping out in new ways, trying bold new things. And that was really, it's really been great to keep up with. Now, a lot of uh, their people don't have access to these programs. So now they have begun uh, gathering outside because their buildings are still not open. So I just wanna say thank you for those of you who've helped. We got children's supplies, we got paper, we got 
funding for benevolence and COVID-19, just all the things that we don't usually have come in, but they came in in lieu of the money we would ordinarily spend on the summer outreaches. So we are just really super grateful for that. We've really added to our team this year too, in addition to having Angel with us, Kristen and Chastity have been interning with us and we have uh, replaced Carolyn Sims's position. We could never replace our dear Carolyn, but we replaced, filled her position. Uh, finally, Melissa Burgess has joined our team. We're really excited about that. And Jocelyn Billy Upshaw of the Navajo Nation is now serving as on our board of directors for RBM. These are two really, really important additions to our leadership team, and we're really grateful about that. Uh, we've continued to um, develop the programs. We've continued to have uh, provide oversight and assist with governance and credentialing as needed. More than anything, we're praying and agreeing for people's lives to be turned to the Lord like never before, including ours, that we'd grow closer to Him every day. And so, beloved, thank you so much for standing with us and supporting us and praying for us. God bless you. We love you. All right. Yeah. All right, the next ministry we want to highlight here, um, we call it ARC. That stands for um, Association of Related Churches. And um, their whole vision is launching, connecting, equipping the local church. And so, you know, we as Harvest may not have all the resources to send out and to do church plants and church growth. We may not have the people. We may not have the finances. Um, but we can help a ministry that does. And so that is ARC's vision is really to equip startup churches or maybe churches that aren't going well that come in, come alongside them. They help fund them. They help train them. And, um, and I think this video shows it all. And so um, this is their report for the past year. Uh, so this video, would be for so. 2019, uh, last year's report of what their ministry did. So yep. let's watch this.
Dear Arc Family. Dear Arc Family. Hi, Arc Family. Hey, Arc Family. Hey, Arc Family. We're Scott and Stephanie. We're Trey and Tasha Everett. I'm Andy. This is Christy. This is Evan and Leah Pitts. Pastor Terrence here. And I'm Joanne Wilson. Bennett and Diana Johnson here. My name is Brian and this is my wife, Emily. This is Becca and Josh Anderson. And we just launched Seasons Church in Denver, Colorado. This is Daniel and Gabrielle Jones with Forward Church here in Gulf Shores, Alabama. We're Gina and Carlos Asasica and we pastor Luminous City Church in San Diego, California. Because of you, we were able to plant a life-giving church. And since day one, 226 people have decided to follow Jesus. Over 250 decisions for Christ this year. 32 salvations. Over 140 people. Yes. We had six people make decisions to follow Jesus just on launch Sunday. 527 salvations. And 130 plus decisions for Jesus. We've seen 11 fresh starts in just seven weeks as a church. 30 people received Jesus Christ in their hearts. We have seen over 60 decisions for Christ. 25 salvations in less than two months. We've seen 25 people give their life to Jesus. There's been 60 people that have decided to get closer to Jesus. We've seen 64 people raise their hand to say yes to Jesus. There have been over 38 people who said yes to Jesus. Nine people uh, get baptized. We've seen 80 decisions made for Christ. Because of you, 48 people have been water baptized. 12 baptisms and 14 babies dedicated by the end of this year. For all your help in getting us launched. We are seeing so many lives transformed. New churches meet brand new people in the faith. We are just blown away with the stories that are coming out of just our brand new church. Our expectation is we want to spread the love of Jesus across Toronto. We're seeing transformation over our entire community. We believe that the heartbeat is serving our community and watching lives change. Lives are being changed. Marriages are being renewed. Because of you, Miramar, Florida, in Simpsonville, South Carolina, Toronto, in downtown San Diego, Waco, Texas, London, Ontario, Canada, Chicago, Illinois, Wichita Falls is being transformed through the love and power of Jesus. We have felt your love and support all year long since our launch. We couldn't do this without you. We're making a difference. And it's all because of your support and you investing in our dream. And we couldn't even imagine this journey without you. We are better together because of you. We are so thankful that we've gotten the chance to partner with Park in yeah. order to see the gospel message spread in this community. We could not do this without you guys. You are truly family. And this is just the beginning. We want to say thank you to each and every church and person that gives to ARC and believes in launching life-giving churches all throughout the nation and throughout the globe. We wouldn't be here without you guys. We're so grateful for all of you, for our ARC family. Thank you for your generosity. We absolutely could not have done it without you. Thank you so much. To our ARC family, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you, ARC family. We love you. Guys, is that not huge? As they are planting churches all over the world, and uh, it has been a pleasure. We've been a part of ARC for years, and, um, and part of the ARC family, and excited about what they are doing. So now, we come down to our last two. So we have talked about uh, Global Missions and Relief, Overland Missions, Outpost of Freedom, and ARC. Uh, next, I want to highlight uh, Lighthouse Mission Ministries. 
And guys, you may remember, uh, um, actually last year we had a video from the year before that. Um, uh, many of you know our, our friends uh, Brad and Rachel Bowie. They were here and, and brought a few people with them. And uh, they're out of town today, but they sent us their best in Pastor Charles and Mr. Jeremiah. So I'm going to invite these two gentlemen to come up here uh, with me. And um, here's the mic. And uh, y'all give them a hand as they come up. And I want to, uh, again, this is Pastor Charles, and I and, uh, actually, uh, actually met him last year, and, and uh, they are doing a great work at, um, at Lighthouse, and so I want him to just share for just a minute, and we'll hear a testimony and find out what the Lord is doing through Lighthouse. All right. All right. Good morning, church. All right. Uh, wow, I'm just so excited to be here, you know, just give God all the glory, and, and I'm just listening to all these great reports, and I'm like, wow, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I've been with Safe Harbor Lighthouse for a while now, and, you know, and I'm part of that program that they have today. Uh, I started, you know, some years back, uh, you know, myself. I used to be homeless on the streets here in Memphis for a lot of years and, uh, you know, seeking a place to go and somewhere to, to be. And, 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 you know, I kind of got to the point to where I was so tired of my life, I just said, well, I just might as well commit suicide. Maybe that'll just end all of this. You know, and uh, but I was too afraid to do that. You know, I, w- I was tired of living, but I was too afraid to die. So I didn't know what to do. But the Lord led me to a lighthouse. And I'm telling you, it's that the love of Jesus just have changed my life. I'm telling you. So I- I'm excited about that. Amen. I'm very excited about it. So, uh, you know, now we have a-, a real good program there. I mean, a good program. Uh, uh, you know, it's a six-month program. Uh, you know, we try to go out and, and you know, we try to, you know, uh, bring, you know, the men's in. And, and uh, you know, we, we have this program set up to where they stay there for six months. Uh, uh, we have a back-to-work program. You know, most of the men's come there. You know, a lot of times they be out of a job and, and sometimes they don't, haven't worked in a while. So we have classes where we train them, you know, uh, work ethics and try to get them back into the work field. Uh, uh, we have the classes, you know, to try to, you know, to uh, uh, rehabilitate the mind, you know, and kind of get them back on track, you know, and, and try to get them involved in the Lord. And so they can stay there for six months. Uh, we have a savings program for them set up. Uh, while they're going to work, you know, so many times in years past, you know, a man will be there in the program. He will go to work. Uh, uh, he didn't have nowhere to put his money, and then when he graduate, you know, he wouldn't have no money saved and all that. So the program is set up now that a man can go to work, uh, 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 you know, he can save his money, so when he graduate, you know, he have money and savings, so he'll be able to, to get him a place to live, and, and, and many of the guys that graduate now, they go buy automobiles so they can have transportation, so they can get back and forth to work. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a real good program now. Uh, so I just thank God for that. Uh, but, I, you know, Jeremiah, you know, he's, he's active in the program now. And he has a great testimony, uh, awesome testimony. And, uh, and, and just over the years, you know, I have seen God, you know, put men like these back into their children's lives and and, and, and so many, you know, men's are uh, reunited with their wives. And I'm telling you, it's it just awesome. So I'm going to let Jeremiah just share a little bit about his testimony. Come on, Jeremiah. How y'all doing? 
It's a, it's a blessing to be here today. I know I should have been dead and gone a long time ago. Uh, first of all, I want to say, please forgive me because in my addiction, you know, the devil kind of put a veil over your eyes, you know, not allowing to let you see who you hurt and who you have done wrong to. So if I have done wrong to anyone, I'd just like to say, please forgive me. Um, this last time that I've been in this program, now at the Lighthouse, God is making a move in my life. Uh, he's restored a lot of my my kids back in my life. I have 10 kids. Um, he restored every last one of them back in my life, and they love me right now today. <sighs> um, Pastor Charles, had, I was broken when I came in. I lost everything. I lost my home, my car, my clothes. I lost everything. But God said, you had to give up all those things to come to me anyway. So I guess that was God calling me. And um, Pastor Charles preached to me, and he's preaching to me every day, growing stronger. And um, like I said, um, I thank God for me being here, man. Through my trials and tribulations I've been through in life, man. Whew. I've been through some mountain high and valley low. And it's just a blessing to be able to say that the lighthouse has a place where you can go and find yourself. I've been running all my life. You know, I played high school sports and uh, graduated from high school and went to the street life and went from the street life and went from there to there, you know. And if I went at the lighthouse to be able to sit down, I guess God says it's time to stop running, you know. I ran enough in the streets, so it's time to stop running now. And I'm, now I got a chance to open my eyes. He's taking the veil off my eyes, and I can see clearly now. Uh, you know, there's no better way than his way, you know. When he whoop you, he whoop you. <laughs> so, so I just thank you guys for that. Got anything else? All right. Well, guys, we thank you so much. Mr. Jeremiah, what an awesome testimony. I, man, I, I'm so blessed to hear what God is doing in your life. And, and man, he's going to restore everything that was stolen. All those things that were taken away, it's all going to be restored. Amen. Appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you, Pastor Charles. Appreciate you. So, uh, so guys, that is uh, Lighthouse and uh, excited. Uh, I, have talked to, um, I have talked to Pastor Brad a little bit over the last couple of weeks, and, and he said they have not lacked. You know, a lot of ministries have, have, have struggled through this time period of 2020, but, but God has met every single need that they've had along the way. And so, uh, so we're just thankful for that and glad to be partnered with them and what God has called them to do in Jesus' name. So uh, I do have two microphones. <laughs> I give you yours back. Sorry about that. All right. That. So this uh, last ministry we want to highlight today, um, it's Warrior Center, but it's also Breakthrough Center for Women. And um, well, I want to. It's Warrior Center for Women now. Is it Warrior Center? Okay. All right. So thank you for getting yeah, me straight there. No problem. So let me read this for you because I don't think I'm I can articulate it any better. The Warrior Center for Men and Women yep. um, reaches out to men, women, and veterans battling homelessness, substance abuse, or other life-controlling problems by providing food, transitional housing, substance abuse treatment, recovery, support, counseling, case management, spiritual support, and job placement. Um, all of these services help to create the miracle of a changed life. And so um, we've got uh, actually quite a few of their ladies that are... Um, here today. Yep, y'all give them a hand. Um, we want to welcome you. 
So glad that y'all are here with us. Many of you guys know um, Pastor David Vincent. He's a good friend of ours, and, and uh, he founded Warrior Center years ago. And, and, uh, but the Women's Center is here in Olive Branch. And, uh, and so, um, so he just presented that idea to me about a month ago and, and said, uh, why, don't we let, uh, why don't we let a few of the ladies come? And so, so um, I want to have Miss Holly, Holly Phillips, and a couple others come up. Holly has become a friend, and, and uh, man, she uh, actually, did you speak the first time we did this? She gave a testimony two years ago. She had come through the program, and she gave her testimony, and she is now director of the Women's Center. And Thank you. Is that not the way it should work? And so, uh, so I just want to give them just a couple of minutes to uh, share what the Lord is doing through Warrior Center. All right. Thank you. I want to thank all of you here and Pastor Rob and his wife and family and just for all the support. Um, it's, it's a wonderful program, and we're helping women come from the pits back up to where they need to be with God. Mm. And that's the beautiful part is all of us who work here at the center have also been through the program. So he's building disciples as you come through this program to go out and spread his good word. And um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for everyone who has poured into us all this time and been there and been a, a backbone for us as we've gotten next to God. So I want to introduce Angelina Harbin, who is my assistant executive director and also a counselor there at the Women's Center, and let her tell you a little bit about her life. All right. How are y'all? Okay, so before I came into the center, my life was really bad. I was in a really dark spot, struggling with addiction, depression, and thoughts of suicide. I did not want to live anymore. Um, about four months before I came into the center, my father died. Um, and it broke me. It brought me down to my knees. And just like he said, when he came into the center, he had lost everything. He was at a point in his life where... There is no hope, and I think sometimes with God, that's the best place to be because he starts from the bottom. I graduated about a year ago, and it's hard to believe that the person in my shoes now is the same person that was in my shoes two years ago. I don't even see out of the same set of eyes anymore. I'm not even the same person. He completely changed me from the inside out, and the best part about it is is that now I get to help ladies who struggle with the same thing. He gave me a purpose and a calling, and it's better than anything that I've ever known. Um, I'm excited to see what, what else he's going to do in my life. So that's it. <laughs> this is Susan Hankins. If, if you've ever seen the greeters at Walmart, that's, that's her at our thrift store. I mean, <laughs> when I say that God gave her a ministry, he gave her a ministry. And Miss Susan is my manager at the thrift store, and she's the light of my life. She's my best friend, and I'd like to let her tell you a little bit. I don't know how many of you have been to the Warrior Center Thrift Store there at Old Town. Oh, yeah, I see all you guys out there. But she heads it up and what, to see her smiling face every time you walk in the door. She's always there behind the counter, and what a joy. She just lights up the room. So. Okay, my name is Susan, and I came from um, a life of codependency, a life of people-pleasing, a life of caregiving. My mom was sick when um, I turned four. When I was four, she got sick, so I spent my life, she was a single mom, I spent my life taking care of her, trying to fix her, I guess I thought I was doing, and it led to me thinking that I could fix people. What I was doing was getting in God's way. 
I was an enabler, and I would almost kill myself trying to save people, thinking that I could do anything. I didn't have a relationship with God. I believed in him, but all I knew was that if you're sinning, you're going to hell. So I thought, what's the use? You know, I would try to read the Bible. I couldn't understand it. So my mom died. I went through a divorce and everything, and that's when it started. You know, my whole life of addictions that I wasn't aware of, even though it wasn't drugs. Drugs is what brought me to my solution. I'd used overspending, overeating, everything else to try to fill the void that was in my life that drugs brought me to Jesus Christ. And it is so amazing. Um, I lost my son three months after I got in the program. Um, to say that God is close to the brokenhearted and he helps you through is an understatement. I could not tell you a million times. I couldn't praise him enough for the comfort and putting me in the place of refuge where I was to be able to learn about him, to be able to have an intimate relationship with him. You know that he is my everything because before I got there, I didn't know who I was. I was who everybody else or what I did for people. That's who I was. I have my identity in Christ now. I am a child of God. I am forgiven, and I live a life of, of repentance and surrender. That's the only way I can make it through this life today. And it is to say... The store being a blessing is an understatement. It's definitely a ministry. I have at least one person a day come in that has lost a loved one, whether they're donating their clothes or something, and I get to give them the hope that Jesus implanted in my heart when I lost my son. You know, we may not understand. We don't have to because God's ways and his thoughts are higher than ours, and he put in my heart Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. And that's something with my control issues that I thought I had to have everything figured out, what was going to be the next step. No, he's teaching me. Um, I just want to thank you all for having me. It is such a blessing. The thrift store is such a blessing. If you haven't been in, come in and let us serve you. Yes. It's definitely a... Um, It's an experience. It's, yes. Okay. <laughs> they did well. So I want to thank you for receiving us. It's been a blessing sitting here and watching just how God's been moving as a whole throughout this entire world. And I think in this last few months or six months of this pandemic, it's, it's, been, it's been an eye-opener. You know, God spoke to me and he told me, now is the time to get your house in order. And, you know, we really, we sat down and, um, with David and Hershey and everybody and we really dug in, dug our heels in and, and, and tried not to be afraid of what we didn't understand or what we didn't know. I can honestly say that God has provided every step of the way, has opened up new opportunities and doors for the ladies at the center. And throughout this pandemic, we have not stopped working, receiving women in giving them a refuge and a place, like she said. And God has moved in, in most, I would say about 75% of our graduates from the program stay on to work at the Women's Center. 
you know, because they love giving back and they love being a part of what God is doing. And um, I can honestly say this. We have a one-year faith-based uh, women's program. Our men's is the same way, but it's not just come in and do, 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 do. I mean, he gives you a sense of in order to become a good leader, you have to be a good follower, you know. So he teaches us that coming through the door that sometimes just saying yes and amen is what you need to do to get along. And, and God gives you that, that piece that you need, that the, the missing piece of the puzzle to just complete everything. And he gives you the things you didn't think you wanted either. And he's done that with all of us here at the center. And I come from very humble beginnings like they did, you know, a heroin addict, uh, homeless. And he can take the things that this world thinks are not of high standards, and he'll use it to just blow their mind. So we appreciate y'all. We thank you, and we thank you for having us. So, does anybody awesome. want to know where the thrift store is located? Does anybody not know? You guys know... Um, I know it's next door to the Crazy Cactus. <laughs> <laughs> next door to the Crazy Cactus, what used to be Fred's, uh, right across the street from that. And they accept donations, um, but there's also a thrift store where you can go and purchase things as well. And Lauren so, cleaned her room out a few weeks ago, and I went over and dropped off a, a, a truckload of, uh, of things there. Because y'all got the bay next door. It's expanded. It's bigger now. And so that it helps with the income for Warriors and it helps to fund what all they're doing. So you guys check out the, uh, the thrift store in Old Town. It's, uh, they've, they've got some good stuff in there. So. so guys, it is your faithful giving that has allowed these ministries to continue pursuing um, their God-given mandate for souls uh, to uh, equip people ready to be used for God's purposes in the kingdom and in the earth today. And so I, again, I thank you as a church body uh, for doing that. But, you know, really, guys, sometimes we've got to realize that, that giving is not always just enough. Sometimes we think that we can just put money into something. Oh, there's an issue there. I'm just going to put some money in that. And how many of you know that God wants us to step up? And he wants us to do something. And, uh, you know, really the, the, the giving part of it can, can be pretty easy at times. But we have a responsibility to share the gospel outside of these four walls ourselves. We have to man up and take responsibility for what God has called each of us to do. You know, all these ministries that we've highlighted today, there are opportunities for you to serve with them. Um, all of them. If you want to go on a missions trip, we can pick you up. If you want to, you know, go to the Navajo Apache Nation, we can hook you up. If you want to serve here locally um, with the two ministries that were um, highlighted, we can hook you up. Um, but here's the thing, guys, is um, there's so much that we can do even beyond these ministries. You know, where you go every single day, um, God has a purpose for you. Um, you know, like Rob said, you know, just giving financially isn't enough. We as believers, there is a mandate on our life to share Christ, to go into the world and, and to preach the gospel. gospel. Yep. And we do that through the way that we live, through our actions, through our words, um, in our workplace. Um, so, you know, every single one of you in this place and all of you watching online, you have a purpose that God has placed on the inside of you. He has put people in your life that he expects for you to speak right. the word of God into their life, to be the love of Jesus in their life. And, um, you know, 
We've, we've been reading through, and as those of you who are new here, we've been, you may have picked up early, we've been reading through the Bible chronologically this year as a church. And, uh, and just like we talked about a few weeks ago, we're talking about Esther, that God, said, when, when Mordecai said, you were born for such a time as this, and we, we think, well, what, what can I possibly do? There's a pandemic in the world, and, and I, my hours are cut at work, and I, there, there's all, God's still purposed. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he saw you, and he said, I have a plan and purpose for them, and I need them at the year 2020. I need them. I need the giftings and the talents and the things I've placed within them. I need them during that time in the earth. And so you have a purpose wherever it may be. It may be in your workplace today. It may be in your school. It may be at the grocery store, wherever it may be. We are to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We've got to step up and take responsibility because there's anything we've learned during this pandemic is a church is not four walls. You are the church and I am the church. And we have to stand up and take responsibility for our part in that. Just like we expect our kids to step up and take responsibility as part of the family. Hopefully you give them some chores and some things you expect them to do. Why? Because they're part. we are a part of the body of Christ. We are part of the family of God. And we have got to step up and we have got to take responsibility for our part in the kingdom. And what God has created us to do and to contribute and to use the giftings and the talents and things that he has placed within us to further his purposes in the earth. All right. So real quick, who in here would say they're a Christian? Okay, awesome. I have got a verse for you. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, so Peter wrote this to Christians about how a Christian life should be led. Are you ready? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Okay, all of you raised your hand. So you know what? That means we should look different That's right. than the world. We should look different than the unbeliever. We should look different. I mean, fill in the blank for the pagan. Okay, somebody that doesn't know God, right? We as believers should look different and do different than what the rest of the world does. The Christian life is meant to be lived out among non-believers, living in such a way that they can People will see that there is something different about them. Kind of like the testimony we gave at the beginning that Crystal shared about the healing. You know, okay, well, I just saw you, and this, like, we were going to send you to a specialist. What happened? Um, just another opportunity. I prayed. Yeah. <laughs> I believe for healing, and look at me now. Guys, that is living it. That is being that example where you're at. It's sharing. It's like, it makes the unbeliever go, whoa, what? Total puzzled. And God can use those opportunities to bring them to him. And so we are to be the carriers of that. You know, Christian life is not meant to be in these four walls. That's right. It's not to be in these four buildings. We come together as believers to rejoice together and to celebrate and, and worship. to worship, to get excited, to build up our faith. But we have a responsibility and a mandate before the Lord outside these four walls to be Jesus to every single person that we come in contact with. And, you know, um, I have right down, written down, I have, you know, we need vision, we need imagination and we need creativity. We need to continually find ways to serve God outside the church as well as inside. And so this week, um, we were celebrating Lauren's birthday. It was Rob and I and Lauren. And we were driving on Poplar. She um, wanted to uh, eat lunch at Casablanca's. And so we're sitting on Poplar. And all of a sudden, this lady in front of a Poplar, okay, at a light, all of a sudden, you know, in her suit, gets out of her car and, like, starts walking to her trunk. And we're kind of like... Uh, okay, what's going on, She was right? directly in front of um, us. I mean, directly in front of us. So we had pause for a moment. Um, guys, this so blessed us. She pulled out of the back of her trunk a Ziploc bag that had, like, Gatorade and food in it. 
And there was a homeless individual on the side of the road, and she just went and she gave it to him. And then she ran back and got in her car and moved forward. Okay, creativity, vision, imagination on how we can be a blessing outside these four walls. I guarantee you that individual was blessed by that meal that was put. And it yep. was so funny because as we were in the car, yes, we had a heart <laughs> for the homeless individual, but Rob was just like, oh, that, that woman, oh, Lord, just bless her. Like, he was so moved. <laughs> I'm blessing the lady, not the homeless person. Doing a good deed, you know? <laughs> and, um, but guys, probably as a believer, that should move us when we see somebody be the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, in reality, we don't see enough of that today. I, for, for, I, I mean, I, if I can just be honest for a minute, I, I, I'm disgusted at half of what I see people doing and saying today. And so in that moment, to see her step out and do that in a light, and she knew she had to run, and the traffic was backed up, and she had to run around real fast, and I, I, that just so blessed me. I, I was like, man, she, she took the time and had these things made up in the trunk to give out, you know, at, at, at lights and stuff. And, and, and guys, God's created us. He's called us to do the same thing, and whatever that may look like. And, and it doesn't even have to be that difficult. What about the coworker in the, in the cubicle next to you? I remember, I remember Michael talking last year about a coworker he'd been praying for and trying to lead to Christ that, that you know, he worked next to at work and such. And Guys, God's placed people around you. Just be the light. Just be the light. Just live it out. Be the hands and feet of Jesus and see what he will naturally do. I I don't think that we have to go through these great efforts to to reach out to others. I I think that it's already there. We we just got to be who Jesus told us to be, and and it it will just start naturally happening around us. People will see the light, and they'll want want that. So we've got to begin to step out and, and make a difference. One other, else? Yeah, just one other okay. thing. You know, some of you guys might be like, well, I need some ideas. I don't know what to do or creative um, things. I love how God works. Um, just last week, a couple weeks ago, our children's ministry director did a bulletin board. I don't know if you guys have seen it. When you come in, it's kind of behind the temperature check-in out in the foyer. But it's like random acts of kindness. And there's little things you can pull out that can give you suggestions or ideas of how you can be a blessing, how you can be the hands and feet of Jesus. So I encourage you guys, you know, not all at once, but as you're coming or going over the next couple weeks, you know, pull one of those out and say, okay, Lord, how, how can I do this? Show me how I can be a blessing to somebody. So here's our challenge, guys. We've highlighted the difference that you're giving through your prayers and through your money, but um, there's so much more required of us than that. And so our challenge to you guys is to get up, get out, come together. We get out and we go out, we serve, right? And then we come together to worship and celebrate with one another. And so we want you to serve the Lord outside these four walls and to be the hands and feet. Amen. So guys, let's just give another hand to these six ministries, what God is doing. God is so, so faithful. God is so faithful. When everybody else is struggling, God takes care of his kids. He does. He takes care of his own. So uh, let me get you to stand up on your feet. Yeah, I'm going to ask, yeah, worship team to, to jump back up here. And I, I just want to close out. I don't want our uh, kids' classes to have to go too long over here uh, this, this morning. But uh, let's, just all, let's just all bow our heads for just a moment as the worship team begins to play. Um, I, I, I just want to give this invitation. You may be here or you may be watching online this morning, and you recognize, you know what? I, I want to make a difference like that, but... but what can I possibly do? I don't, I don't even know this Jesus. Guys, we, we don't like to ever close our service out without giving that opportunity. So whether you're here in person or whether you're watching from your phone or your TV or whatever it may be, whether it's today or whether it's a year from now that you're watching this video, this is your moment. I want to take two minutes. I just want to tell you, 
You've tried to live your life for yourself too long. And you know as well as I do that every time you try to go it alone, every time you think you know what's best, it's an utter failure. You're going to get tripped up every time. But Jesus came. And he came to give us life and to give us life abundantly. And he says that if we'll just stop and we'll surrender to him, we'll say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done living my life for myself. We say, Jesus, I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to give you my life. I recognize that I don't have to live with all this shame and guilt that's eating me up alive. You just say, Jesus, I I turn from my sin. I repent. I'm sorry for the way I've lived. I give everything to you. That's really all there is to it. The Bible says that once you surrender your life to him, you just you follow him for the rest of your life. And, and does it mean that all your problems go away? Of course it doesn't. But, but now you've got the creator of the universe. You have the savior of the world walking with you. And he's encouraging you. And he's building you up. And he's telling you that you've got it. And where you're weak, he's your strength. You'll find that he's everything you need. Every void in your life, he'll fill it. You just got to surrender your life to Jesus. The Bible says when you do that, you become a new creation. The old life, the old things, that old guilt and shame, it's all passed away and all things become new. If that's you right now, I just encourage you to pray a prayer. Just pray something like this. Just say, say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. I have tried to live my life for myself and I'm an utter failure. I'm eat up with guilt and shame. I'm lost in my sin. But Jesus, you made a way. You willingly went to the cross. You willingly gave up your life. Everything that you deserved, you gave to me. And everything that I deserved was put on you. You took the judgment I deserved. You took my sin. You took my sickness. You took my shame. You took it all. You paid the price. You took it to the grave. So today I repent of my sin. I turn from my ways. And I declare that Jesus, you are now the Lord of my life. You're the captain of this ship. I'm going to let you do the steering from this point onward. I'm going to give you full control. Holy Spirit, fill me. Empower me to be everything you've called me to be. I'll serve you all the days of my life. No turning back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You